So how did the internet come back? Was it actually properly fixed? Yeah. Or you had to get out there and like do some fiber optic repair work yourself? Okay, let me, yeah. So I told the horror story last time. So I will give the recap of how, how we're back in action now and how I've over-engineered mm. a backup for this whole thing. So this happened back, whatever it was, July, something or other. And it was going to be like almost two weeks, right? Until we got somebody to come out and fix this thing. And so we had nothing for a while. We tried tether- we did tethering with our phones for a while, which worked pretty good. But you can imagine tethering all day is not super great, right? It's like it works, but your phone gets incredibly hot. A phone is not meant to tether for like an eight hour period. It's just not. It's for like little bits and pieces here or there. So then we went out and got the T-Mobile Home 5G thing it's like a big black box thing that you plug in it gets 5g spits out wi-fi or ethernet and it's phenomenal it's a really great if if that is if that were my only option it wouldn't be as great as the fiber but it's pretty damn good it's unlimited it's fairly inexpensive so it's kind of like a giant hotspot, but plugged into your house so we got that and we'd been using that for a while then the, the person finally came out to fix the fiber, which had been like, it was like a holiday. Like the countdown to this day could not come soon enough. And there was then also the fear of like, what if they don't come? Then what happens? What if they can't fix it? What do we do? So there's a little bit of excitement, fear, panic, all wrapped up into one nice, neat package. They show up. I'm excited. And they're like, how you doing? I'm like, fantastic. Now that you're here, like, let's get this done. And he goes and looks and I'm like, yeah, this truck thing happened. He's like, oh yeah, truck thing. And I'm like, this, like this, this just happens. Like this is a thing you've heard like of. A, oh, he said it like it's common. Yeah, like oh, truck. Yeah, he's like, oh, tr-. I think he even said like oh, something about trash truck. And I was like, this is normal. Like how is this normal? Okay. And so I showed him where where it was before, and he's like, oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, we made it two years. And he was like, you made it two years with where it was, like giving alluding to the fact that the last person that installed it did a horrible job oh really like it was in the firing line of a truck it was like just not yeah high enough at all he's like i'm amazed right. that, that he thought it had been there for like two weeks and someone took it out i was like okay anyway so he he wow. jumps up there he's doing wires he's doing this he's doing that he re- reroutes the thing to a whole different angle of attack and it's way better now and he's done in like 15 minutes which is both like impressive and annoying that it took two weeks to have somebody come out for 15 minutes, but okay, sure. Here, that's where we're at. So he does the whole thing and then he goes and he takes out all the old lines and everything and then leaves. And I was like, is there anything I need to do? He's like, no, nah, once I get it hooked up, it'll just kick back on. So as he's working, I have like my little command center up and I'm watching all the, all the stuff in the, the dashboard of our network mm-hmm. and I see it click on. And things start moving in there. I'm like, oh, it's back. <laughs> it <was> Finally. Like, <laughs> the second coming of internet is here. And so that happened. And I, so I immediately started doing speed tests just to make sure, you know, make sure I'm getting what I'm supposed to be getting. And everything looks good. And slowly everything in the house starts coming back to life. The things that haven't had internet for two weeks start working again. And it was glorious. So now I've got the 5G thing plugged in as a second WAN into our network as a failover. 
So fiber ever goes down, it immediately seamlessly kicks over to the 5G, same network, nothing nothing <laughs> changes from a device perspective. Why am I not surprised? And it's it's pretty great. Do we need it? Hell no, we don't. Do we have it? Yes. You might just be killing your internet for fun to test the system. I haven't yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to test the failover to make sure that we're in in good standing. But everything look from a technical standpoint looks like a go. But I'm assuming that you have a test which is much safer. Like you're not actually going to go and hire a garbage truck and drive it straight into your fiber optic cable no, to simulate. If it were less than, than two weeks to get someone out here, maybe just to do the full like disaster recovery scenario. Because you want to test as real to life as you can, right? But in this case, I'll probably just unplug the Ethernet and then plug it back in. Hmm. That's as close as we're getting to doomsday here. Actually, I have a question about garbage trucks yes. where you are. Because whenever I've seen an American film mm. or TV show, there is always someone hovering or holding onto the back of the garbage truck to step off and scoop up the bin and load it into the back. Is that actually still a thing? I, and I ask that because here in Australia, when a garbage truck goes past, there may be one or two people in the front of the truck, but generally there's a big automated crane arm that comes and scoops up the bin. What do you have? So here we have that scenario where it is a single right. person in the truck and they have the arm that comes out the side and scoops it over yep. or they get out and grab the little bin and throw it in. As far as the whole like stereotypical 80s movies, two guys hanging off the back kind of thing. Yeah. I'm curious if that still exists maybe in like big cities where the arm thing mm. doesn't really work because there's just thousands of cars down the streets and trash cans are sort of wherever and people need to just be able to go and grab them. So maybe in like a New York type situation, that might still be a thing. Right. But I think the majority is probably more the the arm thing. And then they just come and it picks up the bin, throws it over, and then they throw it back on the ground and leave. Right. Yeah, I th kind of thought that it might be like an old movie thing from the 80s or the 90s and that it wouldn't be like that today. But then I was thinking, and we were fortunate when we visited New York City that it wasn't like this different time of year, but that whole rubbish all over the footpath slash sidewalk thing, how the hell would an arm actually <laughs> collect all of that? And with that many people, like you probably end up killing more people with the arm than actually collecting yeah, trash. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you just like mow down all these people with a gigantic arm. Yep. Oops. Here are the casualties for today because yeah. of the the garbage arm. Yeah, and I think in the movies too, they somehow the trash truck was always like a plot point too. Mm -hmm. Something got thrown in the trash and they had to go get it, or someone ended up in the trash, or they're hiding something in the like. There was always a plot point, so that's probably part of why they had that. Was that a big deal in the US? Lots of people went missing because they accidentally climbed in the garbage trucks. I mean. That's kind of always the thing, right? Is that the, the waste management is run by like the, the mob. So ah, what a convenient system. Now, something's just occurred to me. Is someone missing? Uh, let me check. Mm, I don't know. This seems this seems pretty normal. Usually it's it's let's see. Yeah, it's pretty we're, natural. We're recording uh, Hemispheric Views, the yeah. premier Australian NBL coverage <laughs> podcast where we talk about financial advice in the stock market yep so yeah i think it's usually just you and me talking about that because that's our expertise bit of fintech bit of agriculture yeah no of course not we are missing somebody yes who is it is it nick tan eric oh eric oh yeah eric 
Eric was here last week. <laughs> We've got the Davids. We've got a bunch of... D- oh, it's that Andrew guy. The business. Andrew Xmouth. That's where he is. Xmouth? Xmouth. I keep wanting to say Xmouth, but he says Xmouth. Yeah, I was curious about that because I don't think I've actually heard it till I just said it out loud and then it sounded wrong. I feel like it would be Xmouth. Yeah, like Plymouth. Yeah. Hmm. But you're saying it's actually X mouth? Well, that's what I've heard him say. Anyway, I think for listeners' benefit, <laughs> I'll stop <laughs> trash talking now. Um, Andrew is on holiday in a place called Xmouth or X mouth, which to me, if it is X mouth, sounds funny because if he's not on the podcast, that means that he is an he X is mouth the X and mouth. can actually use his voice. He is the <laughs> X mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, hope you're having a good time in Xmouth slash X mouth. Andrew, and look, let's be honest, uh, if you've listened to all of Hemispheric Views listeners, which, frankly, I think some people have actually gone back through the archive, which kind of flabbergasts me, you would know that we have not had an episode of Hemispheric Views where there hasn't been all three of us. And this time, coming up to the Sunday that Andrew and I share Saturday for Jason when we record this, Andrew's on holiday. And he said, guys, I don't know if I'm going to be able to record And Jason said, that is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. That does not happen on this podcast. But where he is apparently has internet that is inferior to Gongnet, Mm -hmm. which is a very big concern. So we couldn't guarantee that the listening experience would be perfect for all of you hemispherians. So the solution that I came up with, very risky one. Jason, I'm sure you were having palpitations as I was after I suggested it. I still am. Because we don't know. We we did not know what was going to happen. I said to Andrew, look, to ensure that you're on the episode, but you don't have these connection issues, I'm going to give you the license to talk for up to about 10 minutes about whatever you want, (laughs) probably about business. We don't know. And we're just going to include it in the show. Whatever you want to talk about, Andrew, that you would normally filter or have to rein in because we don't care. You can now do it. Now, Jason, just to confirm, we did not know what he was going to do. I still don't. I didn't listen to it. But you haven't listened to it? No. No, I'm going in completely blind. Well, I had a bit of a listen just to make sure uh, <laughs> that it was appropriate for our listeners. Because <laughs> you never know. Andrew could go completely rogue. But uh, yeah, otherwise, this is a total surprise and we don't know what's going to happen. And let's just treat this as a chapter mark of everyone to skip if they don't care about what Andrew has to say. <laughs> and we are being mean. It's probably interesting. <laughs> So do we want to throw that in like now? Yeah. Maybe you, you do one of those little three, two, one goes that you do when we actually start mm. and that'll give everyone enough warning to hit that skip button okay. if they wish. All right, here we go. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass it off to An- our correspondent in the field in X mouth. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to him to hear what's going on from a insert name of topic standpoint in three, two, one go. Hello, Hemispherians. This is Andrew Canyon with a special edition of Business Corner. Today I'm here to talk to you about lean manufacturing. And that little tune there that I played, that is something that you will hear across factories in Japan if you go there to study lean manufacturing. As well as hearing it in factories, you'll hear it in train stations, other public centres, basically anywhere where they need to get your attention, but not blast you with an emergency warning sound. 
that's the interesting thing about Japanese factories. As much as something can go wrong, you'll never hear the cacophony of a warning klaxon. They'll play machines when they break, they'll play instead little tunes like that. And every machine has its own tune. So people working on the factory floor understand, oh, there's a problem with the press machine. Oh, the, the, the drill kit is not working because it's playing its particular music. It's a more relaxing, sympathetic way of creating an environment on a factory workshop floor, which communicates something but doesn't create angst amongst employees. Because one of the things about Lean is it's about having an empathy for the person. As much as we talk about it being a factory production method, it really is ultimately about empowering people and empathizing with people and giving them the opportunity to create a workplace where they can be happy and productive. There's a few principles about Lean that are pretty obvious. And some of you who are in the tech sector, a lot of this will sound familiar, particularly if you come across agile development, scrum, those sorts of things. Because really, that's an offshoot of Lean. And Lean dates back to the 1950s. Um, and Taichi Yono and Deming from America, he couldn't get traction for this th- philosophy in America. So after World War II and Japan was rebuilding its, its nation after being decimated, they were looking for any ideas to create an industry sector. So Deming went over there, um, partnered up with Taichi Yono and so on and built these principles of lean, which are now circulating around the world, whether it's lean, agile, what have you, it's happening. There's some basic lean principles. It's about elimination of waste, respect for people, as I spoke about already, and continuous improvement. See, one of the things to remember is all work is a process. All processes have waste, and they can be improved. So lean is about engaging people to remove waste and create value for customers. Customers don't want to pay for wasteful products when they buy something. They want to pay for the product. So any waste that you can remove reduces the cost of building the thing and you can either increase your own profit margins or reduce the cost for the customer. It provides a way for the business to do more with less while getting closer to that ideal of delivering the perfect product for customers. Now one of the things in our little world is Apple. Apple is a classic company in terms of lean. If you look at the way they manufacture it, they will use lean manufacturing principles in their chip plants, in their manufacturing profiles and processes to build the iPhones. So it is all relevant to us and we all ben- we are all beneficiaries of that. It's not just about the Toyota production system, although they are the poster child for lean having been the ones who have worked on it the most but now other car companies as well, like Kia and Hyundai, they're all copying the same methods. And in fact, Tesla needs to work on that a little bit more, I think. Lean in Japan, it's embedded in the organizational culture, it's embraced at all levels, and it's used to empower staff and build workplace pride. You will see Lean in a good company that's well, it's well implemented. It's occurring at every level, whether that's the workshop floor, middle management, senior management. It's indoctrinated in the company as a way of working. 
Now, I've mentioned a few times already the idea of, this, of waste and eliminating waste. There are only seven wastes that we need to worry about. And these can be acronymized. Is that the word? Anyway, you can build an acronym, TIMWOOD. If you want to remember seven wastes, remember TIMWOOD. You have transportation, inventory, motion, waiting, overprocessing, overproduction, and defects. Anytime you're creating one of those wastes, you need to eliminate it. And you need to eliminate it at the source. Don't wait to build the product, get to the end of it, and then have a QA department identify a problem and then have to deconstruct it or remedy it at that point. If there's a problem, stop what you're doing, fix it then and there. It's cheaper and you're not embedding more waste in the process and then having to re-engineer things later. Deal with it when the problem occurs. If you want to start a lean effort in your workplace or your home, you can do so. It's really easy. And this is where I'm going to finish today's business corner section, okay? This is a takeaway for you to go and apply. In fact, I challenge you, go into your laundry and see how you can apply some of the 5S principles in that room. Laundry, it's a small room, there's not much going on. You're washing some clothes, maybe you're drying some clothes, maybe you're folding some clothes, maybe you're putting away some towels. There's not much going on in a laundry but you'll, keep, you'll be kept busy with 5S principles in there for a little while. But at the end of it, if you do it well, you'll end up with a much more functional workspace and it will be a great example of implementing 5S anywhere. So the first one in 5S, and I'm going to give you the English version, not the Japanese words for this because uh, they're easier for me to say. You have sorting, straightening, shining, standardizing, and sustaining. So the first one, sorting, separate necessary, occasional and unnecessary items and don't have anything in there that you don't need. So sort it out, get rid of the old cleaning agents you don't use anymore. Have you got a random pillowcase that doesn't match? Get rid of it. That's throwing away, tidying up, sorting out. That's what you're trying to do. Consider this the KonMari step. Does it give you joy? If not, thank it and get rid of it. The next one is straightening. So lining things up, keep it, keep things fronted. Think about a supermarket shelf. They straighten the labels, they front up. It's very easy to find what you're looking for. You want that thing, same thing in your laundry. Don't have things stacked up behind one another so that you can't find them. Everything needs to be visible. And by having gotten rid of a bunch of stuff in the first step, it'll be easier to achieve. The next step, shining. This is about wiping down and keeping things clean. You know what's great about keeping things clean is it helps maintenance. If you keep things clean, you'll notice perhaps, you know, if you wipe down the, the washing machine, you'll notice if it stays dry, you'll notice if it suddenly springs a leak because there's water coming out. Or if there's a leak in the tap, if you wipe down the tap, next time you look at the tap, there's a bit of water on it. You think, hmm, that doesn't look right. If you don't keep things clean and wipe down, you don't know what normal looks like so you don't have an opportunity to spot the problem so that's shining the next step standardizing you need to maintain that standard don't let it slip so when you go in there 
you sort of finish the job. Don't leave things in a half-done state. If you started folding the laundry, finish folding the laundry. If you're putting clothes away, put them all away. Don't leave half a pile there. Trying to keep the workplace clean and maintain that standard so it's accessible for everybody. The last step, and this is the hard one, sustaining it. It's really easy to do this for a week maybe, but how about a month, six months? What happens if your kids go into the laundry? Are they aware of the new standards that's been set? Have you communicated what those standards are all about and what is expected? Is there an agreement? So basically, you're trying to maintain that momentum and keep that laundry as a functional workplace in your home. Now, take that laundry example. Have a go at it. Let us know how you get on. Tell us about it in the Discord. I'm curious to know. Was it challenging? Was it easy? Did you learn any lessons? Is there anything you can take from that and apply to your own workplace or apply it to the kitchen? The thing is, with Lean, it's a process that is never-ending. Plan, do, check, adjust. It's a cycle that carries on. You will always find new ways to optimize. Toyota has been optimizing for 60 or 70 years now, and they don't consider themselves anywhere near done. I imagine Apple think the same way about the way they manufacture iPhones. So for you, the way you optimize your laundry, you'll get do a bit first, but then you'll find another way to do it better. This has been Andrew Canyon with Business Corner, a special episode of Hemispheric Views and a special portion. I really hope you've enjoyed it and that you've gotten something from this today. I certainly know I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And we're back. Wow, that was riveting. I don't even have words to describe what we just heard from Andrew out in Xmouth. That is both fascinating and intriguing. So thank you for that, Andrew. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy snorkeling beach life. Is it me or is he on vacation just kind of constantly, though? Can we just get that out of the way real quick? Because I feel like Mm. it's kind of just one big vacation over there at Canyon HQ. I agree. And there was an iMessage that he sent to us about how he hadn't yet spotted George Clooney. So there may be yachts. There's probably some sort of golf course or blazer club situation happening over there. Oh, yeah, probably. You know, the places where they give you a coat if you don't have one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's him. So he's obviously going to have like three coats. He's probably wearing a tie while snorkeling. Yeah. You know how they have like the silverware laid out on like big fancy meals and you have like different sets of silverware for each part. He has like multiple (laughs) jackets on. So like there's like the appetizer jacket and then that comes off and then there's like the main course jacket and then that comes off. And it's just like it's just nested jackets all the way down for him. Do you reckon at least one of them has like mega shoulder pads like channeling some sort of 90s situation? I think it probably has to, right? Because it's like the backup one for if you if if all of a sudden the conversation shifts to like, you know, 90s finance, he just boom, he's in the mode already. He's and ready. Can just dive right in and he's plays the part. Everybody like he's convincing because he's got the pads. So, yeah, I think that's probably mm-hmm. part of it. I reckon he also has an entire collection of shoes that at the ready he can turn to when the trend turns to rounded, square, or pointy. Mm-hmm. You know how dress shoes just go through that ridiculous yeah. arbitrary cycle of yep. how pointy your shoe is? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I reckon he's ready for that too. 
And look, I mean, that's business corner. And I know in his parlance, there would be a lot of key takeaways and learnings that we can use for our own betterment. And I hope you enjoyed it, Hemispherians. Thank you, Andrew. We hope you're back uh, in two weeks time. Now we have a new patron. A new one. OnePrimePlus.com. OnePrimePlus.com is where you go to become a patron (laughs) of the Hemispheric Views podcast, where you get hopefully less of Business Corner, but we don't know. We'll see. (laughs) If you want more, we'll give you more in OnePrimePlus. You just have to request it. That's the beauty of OnePrimePlus is you... You all basically run the show. Um, you get to pick whatever you want us to talk about, write about, chat about. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. That's why you're there. So OnePrimePlus.com this week brings us Zachary B. So thank you, Zachary or Zach or however you prefer to be called. I'll go with Zachary because that was in the message. Thank you for joining. I'm going to go with Zach Meister. Zach Meister could be one as well. Uh, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. He joined One Prime Plus, and you can too at OnePrimePlus.com. You get bonus episodes. You get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> ad free. It's like yeah, of course we don't do ads. Uh, <laughs> we don't do this. You get the newsletter every month, which is coming up pretty soon for August, mm-hmm. and you get uh, really uh, unlimited. A limited, unlimited number of things, right? So the other thing we do is we do live watches of stuff. So we do like a severance live watch. We do movie live watches where we have commentary and we kind of just hang out together. And there is the entire back catalog, which I mentioned to make sure, make sure you go and get that if you've just joined. And it's just a cool place to, oh, also the Discord, which is like, probably one of my favorite places on the internet these days is on our mm-hmm. hemispheric fuse discord where we all chat about all kinds of things. We're making new channels all the time. So, uh, yeah, join that discord is for everybody, but there is a specific channel for one prime plusers so that you can give us direct feedback or ask questions or give suggestions for things that you would like us to chat about. And it's all in there. One prime plus dot Calm. Thank you, Zachary B. Yes, thank you, Zachary. And I have to put this in. I have to acknowledge it uh, just because it was all about me and my great success. Haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> episode, the bonus episode for One Prime Plus in July saw a massive challenge to Andrew's. Well, I think we've been quite mean to Andrew today. Sorry. Um, his entire knowledge management system. Mm. So if you enjoy some of uh, Andrew's meandering through his uh, business and knowledge management lifestyle, and you'd like a bit of a hilarious moment that saw him question his entire life philosophy, sign up and get that episode in the entire backlog, the entire archive of bonus audio, and you'll get to en- get to enjoy that as much as I did. Yes. So thank you, Zachary, once again, and anyone else, OnePrimePlus.com. Can I shift focus quickly, Martin? Of course. Because I wanted to bring something up into the conversation. Yes. That I think is both... Oh, wait. Hold on. This just in. We've just had an invader. Hello. Is our foreign correspondent dialing in from the remote town slash place known as Xmouth? Hello, friends. It's lovely to join you here today. <laughs> is it coming through? It is, and it yeah, sounds yeah, like I did awful. Not expect so, this. yeah, please keep going. All right. Well, I'm coming to you from the Exmouth Town Centre. 
I uh, just enjoyed my morning coffee. How, how are things and, uh, on the ground there? Look, it's it's very touristy, mm-hmm. I have to say. Yeah. Um, it's very country. Mm. There's a lot of um, a lack of high vis, but a absolute surplus of mullets. Mm. Okay. So, you know, take that as you will. I'm enjoying it. I've just had a coffee. The bakery here is sensational. Highly recommend mm. it. Good, good. But the find the find of this uh, adventure so far has been the fact that there are actually two IGAs in the town centre. Unheard of. Can, can you elaborate two on IGAs. that for, for listeners who may not be familiar with this terminology? Yes, yeah, so the IGA is the Independent Grocers Association. It's mm. the uh, independent – it's like, it's like your, your, your smaller version of Woolies or Coles. Mm. And usually in a town <laughs> – Usually in a town, you'll find one of those. Exmouth, for Jeez. whatever bizarre reason, actually has two wow. on opposite sides of the very small mall. Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, you're, so your you're very so, expensive satellite connection is breaking up a little bit, but I think we're getting the picture that although it seemed bleak upon your arrival, things are looking uh, average currently. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's, that's a great way of putting it, okay. um, Jason. Once again, once again, just cutting through to the uh, the nub of the issue. Yeah, I just I just well, want to make sure. Okay, should... so thank you so much for calling in. We'll move on to the next caller now. Yeah, next call. Uh, <laughs> thank you for calling. Uh, we appreciate. You're we'll welcome. send you your tote bag. Your tote bag is in the mail. And I think we'll move on to the next caller. All right, and I hope you have a uh, recording of this because me and my iPhone not recording anything. Oh, perfect. Then I think we absolutely do not. So that is great. <laughs> yeah, well, and just if I can just interrupt for one further minute, because there is <laughs> in Hemispheric Views News, mm. Western Australia is a very large state. Australia is a very large country. I am now at the northern, heading towards the northern end of Western Australia. So I'm actually closer to the northern hemisphere than I have been at any other point of making this podcast. Mm. Wow. So you're verging on treason is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, what I'm realizing is we don't really have a a one prime plus category for those on the equator. So we need like an equatorial solution. Is that really so common that someone's standing exactly on imaginary line? <laughs> I like to think so. It's like I, I reside purely over both sides of an imaginary line and require a membership tier for a highly specific niche podcast that represents my geographical situation. Think of all the uh, the, sh- the, sh- the sailors transiting the oceans listening to our podcast. <laughs> all the they- sailors. All <laughs> yeah. so the equatorial guineas that could end up in our bank account. Yeah. Can you imagine how many sailors are listening to this right now? There must be at, at least... Z- between zero and one, I would assume. <laughs> how many how many listeners do we have who are currently suffering scurvy? That's what I want to know. Mm. Let us know on the Discord. I, I can get them some fruit from either IGA. Double IGA. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> if you're looking for a very specific place in Western Australia towards the north side that encompasses two IGAs, Exmouth is where you want to be. Um, can we can we get one final no, piece of clarification? Yeah, it, can, can can we get one piece of clarification yeah, sure. before your satellite connection drops? Uh, is it X mouth? Yeah, and before I'm attacked by seagulls or X. <laughs> I can 
fucking hear them. It is X mouth. It is X mouth. Okay. Perfect. It was formerly a mouth. It's now no longer a mouth. Okay. It's an X mouth. Perfect. That makes that. Does yes. that make it the sphincter of Australia then? Oh. <laughs> Don't oh. tell the locals that. They've already. Set I was asking a question. It's up to you to answer it. Well, they've already set the birds on me, so I'm not going to say yes to that one. No, don't. We're we're going to need you to come. We wish you safe travels back to uh, the mainland, and we'll see you in you. Uh, two weeks. Should you be? I can't back. wait. I can't wait. I'm really delighted that I've been able to join just for a short time on this um on this podcast. Well, and we, now we I have appreciate to go buy it. apples from one of the IGAs. Yeah, go to the one on the right. I've heard that the the IGA on the right is the the better one. So, okay. Well, as He's, I said, that is that's the Xmouth IGA, yeah. not the Ningaloo IGA. No, you're gonna okay. want Good the to know. yeah, yeah. You're gonna want that one. Trust me on that. All right, all right. Yep. I'll do it. All right, you you uh, keep us keep us abreast of what's going on uh, over in the faraway land of Xmouth. And uh, we will be in touch. All right. See you guys. Thanks a lot. All right. I have removed him from the call. Oh, I can report him now. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you want to report? Andrew Canyon. What happened? His connection was terrible. Oh, spam. I was going to say, he he invited a call. That's what he did. Report him for spam. (laughs) I think you should. We already gave him business corner and now this. Oh, man. Well, there you go. That's, um, we've never had a foreign correspondent on the show before. We've had plenty of guests, but that was probably the first live satellite connection. Zoom bombing. Yeah. That is, we've been Zoom bombed. Um, all right. Where do we want to go next? I would like to talk about, ah, we were shifting focus. Oh, to me. To lenses. That was my... Oh, shift, right. shift. <laughs> I was like, to what you want to talk about? No, uh, no, okay. I saw you had something in here about lenses, so I went with the shifting focus. Beautiful. To lens. So that, I'm with you now. That landed really good, I think. That's a, No, no, I was still thrown off by the Western Australian Zoom bomber. That was weird. Alrighty. Yeah, that's like... Yeah. I don't... Somebody should report that to someone. Totally unexpected. I don't know who, but... I agree. Yeah. So I added this to the topic pool for this episode, and that is moment lenses. Mm. Now, these aren't particularly new. Do you have any experience with them? I do. Uh, the I don't know if they're if they are different versions now, but when they first came out a number of years ago, mm. I had a set of them where you had the little case and they would kind of like yep. bayonet screw on. Mm. I think it was like this was back probably iPhone six days i think though like this was a long time ago so the cameras were not very good so i imagine things are much better now i know that you're a photographic enthusiast and that you probably would have had experience with that i was correct but i wanted to bring them up because i thought maybe some people haven't had experience with them or maybe they've improved as you say since earlier versions just for full clarity i have an iphone 13 mini love it I'm perfectly fine with the whole dual lens thing. I did like using the zoom lens or telephoto lens on the 11 Pro when I had it, Mm. but I don't miss it a lot. To me, I would actually, or I do actually use the ultra wide a bit more than I did use the zoom. Mm. I like to get that kind of open perspective on the whole uh, scene if you have a nice landscape or whatever. But I thought, you know what? 
I prefer to have a smaller phone uh, and that's why I was happy to sacrifice the larger uh, kind of lens system. And you're absolutely right. So for anyone who can't see this, there'll be pictures in the show notes and even a YouTube link. I'll include some demos of the different video and photos mm. you can take on these lenses. Nice. So there is a case and there's a lens mounting system that you pop in. And as you explained, you kind of do this screw bayonet thing. And the two that I ordered with this kind of pack or lens kit was the 58 millimeter telephoto Mm. and this anamorphic lens with blue flare. There's a gold flare as well, depending on the kind of look that you want. And I just wanted to talk about it briefly because if there's anyone out there who does have a smaller phone, particularly probably iPhones, if you're listening to this show, Hemispheric Views, and you're thinking, what can I do to extend the lens system on my iPhone 13 or iPhone 13 mini or earlier, this is a good way to go. And I've really been enjoying uh, the experience of having this kind of extended customizable phone. Now for anyone listening who knows about the telephoto lens, uh, it's a two times lens. Did you have one of these, Jason? I believe so. Yes. I think they only had, I think two different lenses back then. I think one was like a two X and then one was one of them, I believe was more of a wide angle because wide angle was just not a thing back then. And the Zoom one, I'm not sure what yours was like, but I wanted to kind of throw this in because it kind of made me think about the Zoom situation differently. If you have one of the three times, I think it is optical Zoom lenses on the newer phones, Mm -hmm. or you use a DSLR or mirrorless camera or anything that actually has a Zoom lens, you're going to be able to go further. It's something that will actually cover a longer range. Whereas two times people might think, why the hell are you spending this extra money for this semi-chunky thing that hangs off the back of your phone and only gives you two times? Well, in using it, it's kind of changed my perspective of what it's useful for. It's actually really awesome at doing almost like portrait photography. Mm. And I've been testing it out with Mac on this new little trike that he has, uh, like recording video. And rather than being something that goes super far into the distance, I think it's actually really fantastic at giving you that kind of cinematic mode effect, but with a softer kind of more optical way. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a different visual look. Yeah. So if anything, it's less about covering a long range. It's more about what other look can you give to your videos and photos. So I've really, really been enjoying this. And I was also motivated to kind of use them for work because I know you've seen this before, Jason, but I don't expect everyone else listening to know this. I do a bit of video work with um, the team that I support at work and we do a lot of different clips of industrial settings, uh, interviews with employees, basically showing all these different interesting technical aspects of uh, the steel industry. That's what I'm based in. And just the opportunity to kind of have this enhanced look because we use our phones a lot in a portable way, you know, to get into different kind of nooks and crannies and walkways and stuff. Just having these different uh, extendable options is pretty cool. And I'm quite keen to actually test out the anamorphic for more detail on the sides, Hmm. because if you haven't used uh, Moment lenses before, there's actually a specific Moment app, which you can, other than manual settings and stuff like what you might see in apps like Obscura and Halide, if I've got the pronunciation correct, you can actually tell the phone which lens is attached. And in the case of anamorphic, it actually does the de-squeezing for you. Hmm. So you don't have this kind of output weird warped video that you have to fix up it just puts the black bars on the top of the bottom and you can capture all of this detail so 
Anyway, I don't know if people are actually interested, but I thought I'd mention it because it's been around for a while. I didn't really know about it. And it just seems like a really well-considered, thoroughly designed brand of lenses if you're into phone photography. Yeah, they're ve- they're very high quality. Everything about, they care about photography to a very high level, which I think shows. Oh, yeah. I think the other cool thing, like you mentioned, was when you're doing work like you do with video recording, it allows you to be in situations and change the tone of the room mm. when you're just using, quote, a phone. Even though these phones produce like, professional quality video now yeah when you when you're faced with a phone versus a giant you know red camera with all this rigging and crap all over it it just changes the the, the dynamic of who you're with in that moment and i just feel like moment (laughs) um i think that this type of setup for the stuff that you're doing probably helps in that respect to be able to get into places where you normally wouldn't be able to, or just not put people on such a, uh, when you put a giant camera in front of somebody, it's very Mm. intimidating, but everyone's used to people having their phones out now and just doing little, you know, TikToks or whatever. So now when you turn that into a professional context, you could do a lot with just a quote, inexpensive phone compared to a camera and some lenses. I think that's really cool. Absolutely. And you've just reminded me, and this was a real aha moment in terms of how cool and capable phones have become for professional recording. We were doing a story that involved like visiting news media and they needed to get up. This is the cameraman. The the cameraman needed to get up into a crane over an industrial kind of warehouse area. Mm -hmm. And this isn't a crane like you would imagine with construction with a big arm. It's like on a rail that goes over um, stock essentially different coils. And he went up there to record and I'd already been up there on that day recording our own version of stuff on the phone. And he came up to me and said, can we actually have that footage to show on the news from your phone? Because everything's shaky up there with this camera, the optical image stabilization on the phone was so vastly superior that this gigantic shoulder cam for news couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's amazing what you can do with some stabilization and a steady hand and some cool lenses or even without them in that case. Yeah. But I should mention uh, just a funny side note to how no matter how, how nerdy or clever you think you are with this stuff, there's always someone to bring you back to earth or help you out. When I received this, I'm always a bit crap at reading instructions. Mm. I glaze over one thing or read into or overthink one element too much. And even though I totally got it, like I customized with the little screw, the anamorphic thing to make sure it was the right arrangement for the right phone. I understood how to screw these things in. On the instructions for the actual case where you put the lens mount in, the first instruction was remove insert. This is from the camera cutout section so that you could put the lens mount in. I read it, I got it, but I totally misinterpreted it because the picture of the insert was exactly the same kind of diagram or representation as the lens mount. So I'm trying to jam this thing in and nothing's working and I'm getting the total poops for the afternoon. And then I said, Natasha, you need to have a look at this. And she said, you haven't actually taken the insert out. (laughs) So I wasted like hours getting cranky thinking, I'm going to tweet moment and I'm going to tell them how angry I am that this doesn't fit. And she said, you're an idiot. You didn't read the instruction properly. Just pull this thing out. So that'll do it. Kudos to Natasha for actually having a brain. And I'm grateful 
to have someone with common sense in this house. At least there's one in the house. That's good to have. Yeah. It's very helpful. Exactly. Oh, and to be clear, Moment is not a sponsor. This is just something I wanted to try out. Not sponsored. No, absolutely not. No, they're not. Question for you. Two questions, Mm. really. Oh, yeah. Because there has to be. One case situation how's the case mm. do you i mean you gotta have the case on can't use it without it mm-hmm. are you like uh put the whole case and lens on when you're going to use it have you just kind of succumbed to the fact that i live in a case now like what's that look like and oh also does that work with is it magsafe compatible yes so there are two options for the case there's a clear one which has that white MagSafe thing, sure. uh, like the visible ring, which is what I'm holding right now. And then there's a solid uh, okay. opaque one. Yeah, Both look nice, but I went for the clear one. Yeah. So yes, it does work with MagSafe. Great question about using a case because the last kind of two phones that I've had, I've gone caseless because I love the feeling of just holding the phone. It was a slight, uh, I'm going to work, uh, yeah. I'm going to use a case now, not into it, but I'm dealing with it. Okay. It's a first world problem. It feels nice in the hand anyway. And the fact that there is this super convenient option just to pop these lenses in, it feels like there's more utility to the case. So I'm less upset about having a slightly chunkier phone. Got it. And look, if I want to take it off, I can still do that. Yeah, you just kind of rip it off and you're done. But the overall build quality of everything is so good that I'm not so annoyed about it being on there. It's cool too, because the moment system is sort of like actual camera systems where you spend a shit ton of money on the glass, the lenses, mm, but yeah. the body, or in this case, the phone, you can swap out every year if you want, and the lenses mm-hmm. will just keep working, which I think is part of mm-hmm. what's great. I assume, I don't know this, I'm fully making an assumption here, but I, I would guess that the lenses I had years and years ago probably still work with the same mounting yeah. s- system that they have today. So just like any other, you know, Sony camera or whatever, I can throw my A7 whatever away, get an A7 whatever is the new one, and all my lenses still work. So it's that same kind of system, which I think is really nice that you get a really nice quality piece of glass that you can continue to use going forward. You're absolutely right. And something else that I'd uh, add to that particularly with the telephoto lens is this thing, which as you say, will hopefully lo- uh, hopefully last across phone models in the future. If people are wondering why on earth would you want to carry around a chunkier telephoto lens that adds weight to this thing when you could just have a larger phone that has the zoom lens in it. Mm-hmm. The, this is a very, very niche benefit, but it's quite meaningful to me. I used to use the telephoto lens in some of these industrial environments quite a bit. And something about the aperture, I think it was letting less light in. So you would end up with a lot of grain in quite dim indoor environments when you did want to zoom. Because this telephoto lens is going over the wide lens with that lens mount, you're actually just extending the view slightly or the range Mm. over the wider aperture lens, which means you can have a bit more detail into the distance without all of that grain. Mm. So... If you do have a smaller phone and you want that range and you are shooting indoors, it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. No, I think that's really good. And then at the end of the day, if you don't bring the lenses with you, you still have your cameras. I mean, you can still take photos. Of course. It's just if you know you're going to want to have that little bit of extra, you just bring those with you. And the difference being you have a phone in your pocket and a, you know, you're saying chunky lens, but like you'd still, you can still throw it in your pocket. 
I mean, it's small. It's not like- Yeah, know, it's not like a DSLR lens. You're not like, oh, I need to bring my extra lens and like take this giant freaking backpack along because you need to carry all this crap. So yeah, it's chunky, but at the end of the day, it's like it's like throwing a set of keys in your pocket. It's not that big. It's It's pretty manageable. And if you have a Pro or a Pro Max model where you already have that, I think it's three times now, isn't it? 3X, yeah. Then if you chuck a two on top of the three, you have five times for your phone, Mm -hmm. which is brilliant. Yeah, that's very cool. It just extends functionality. It's like the phone is great and like you can just make it even better with some additional stuff. So that's awesome. I... I, The only reason I probably would say I don't have moment lenses Mm. or just something like that, I can't do the case thing. It just drives me bananas. Yeah. I wish I could get over it. I really do. But I just, I, I, cases last on my phone 15 minutes, basically. (laughs) Every, (laughs) I get it. Every other, this is, seems to be the pattern. Every other phone that I get. So, uh, when I got the 12 mini, I got the orange silicone case because I just loved the color from Apple. From Apple, yeah. Loved it. It's just yeah. the color. I love that color. 15 minutes, it was in a drawer. Never touched it again. Yeah. And it seems like every other phone I do that, where somehow I think to myself, oh, I'm totally going to use it. I never do. I never use a case. So, yeah, that's my that's my downfall there. Um, I, and also, I do have the, the Pro one. So, like, I, I'm mostly okay. Would I like to have an extra 2X on that phone? Yeah, I think I would. But... For the most part, it, it serves much of my my function. I am very excited that you have these, though. The modularity is very cool. And if they come out with some new, really wacky specialized lens, like that's just, again, just throw it on there. It's fine. It's the same mount. A special edition straight from you, Mr. Jason Burke, of App Corner. Mm. Air show. So you didn't actually go to an air show. No. This is an air show that's on your phone. No, I don't go to air shows anymore. Air show. Yeah. I guess this is somewhat of a broader topic. And maybe I'm sure Andrew has things to say about this as well. But mm. it feel we've been talking about podcasting lately, which is okay. We're talking about podcasting on a podcast. Like, okay, sure. But it feels like there has been every time I go and look at things like the app store or just there, there's new podcast players that seem to be happening mm-hmm. at a, at a greater pace than I would have expected. And one of them is this air show app, which is a kind of a wacky setup. I, I assume everybody has heard about this one by now. If not, here's yet another contender in your long list of podcast players to try out. It's it's wacky, and but by wacky, what I mean is that it actually runs through Feedbin, mm. which is an RSS service, which is what I use. Mm. I use Feedbin. I, I love them. I think they're really great. And so Airshow is like a sidearm coming out of Feedbin where you put in your OPML file from wherever, and it's in Feedbin. If you go to like Feedbin on the web, you'll have a thing with all your podcasts in there that are coming up. But there's a standalone mm-hmm. player for iPad and iPhone that will then effectively be your player for podcasts. But it's all going through Feedbin. It's very simple. It's very stripped down. It's like it plays podcasts and that's it. There's not like all this crazy 
playlists and, and, and audio engines and all that stuff. It's just like, I want to listen to podcasts. I already use Feedbin. Give it a go. So I tried it. I, I try every podcast player, not because I'm necessarily looking for a different podcast player, but I'm always interested what they do with the like metadata part. So how does the how does the show art render? How does the title look? How does the how do the show notes render? Do they all do they work at all, or is it an Amazon shit show where it's just a giant one forever long paragraph of of crap text that you can't even click on? Thanks for nothing, Amazon. So that's why I pretty much try out all of them. That's my main curiosity is is show notes. As anyone who listens will, I'm sure, understand. I happen to care about that a lot. So. I tried it out for that aspect and it just, it's a really nice, clean player. Uh, I guess I should actually ask, have you seen it at all, Martin at all? Have you tried it or even seen it? I hadn't heard of it before your mention of it Mm. in our topic pool for the show notes, but I then instantly went to try it to at least have an idea of what you were talking about. And I know I, I can see what you mean about that newer look. It looks like they're using the latest stuff in mm-hmm. terms of interface that yeah. Apple's released. So, right. yeah, but I, I hadn't added or used any podcasts other than just browsing the app. Do you have, I, I actually don't know. Do you use Feedbin? Um, I did, oh, okay. but when NetNewsWire brought in support for simple iCloud, iCloud syncing, sync, yeah. uh, I just went straight for that. And Feedbin was fantastic in terms of my experience with it, but that setup that I just mentioned seemed simpler yeah. and I didn't need to pay an extra subscription. Yeah. Same. I, I was using iCloud sync as well. The only, well, I don't want to say, the only, but one of the reasons I use Feedbin is because I love mm. to be able to like pre filter stuff before it hits sure. my feeds. That's, I, that's probably the biggest mm. reason I use it is so I can say, here's a bunch of stuff that I simply do not care to ever see. So go ahead and just mark that all as red before it even hits my reader. So I don't even have to be bothered with it. And that fair enough, that pays off for me. And I, I, I like that. So it worked out that I could try air show just to give it a go. I'm not like using this every day. I'm, I'm perfectly happy using the one I'm using, but I do think it is a solid option if you're trying to really consolidate where all your stuff is. Right. Cause I think that's kind of a, problem we all face where you start to, oh, I've got this for RSS and then I've got this for podcasts and I've got that for my kind of read it later. And then I use this for my bookmarks. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can we sort of try to get all this to maybe be in one place just for simplicity's sake? Not because I necessarily want them all to talk to each other, but just so that I kind of can land, do stuff and then leave and not have to go to a hundred different places. So if anyone uses Feedbin already and you also listen to podcasts, which if you're hearing this, I don't want to alarm you, but you do listen to podcasts if you're hearing this. So just be aware of that. It's nothing you need to see a doctor about. It's perfectly normal. It happens to everyone. So it's okay. But yeah, Airshow is, it's new. I don't necessarily like endorse it or anything like that, but it's a solid option out there that if you just want to listen to audio, I think this is a, a good way to do it, right? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, a podcast and RSS, they're all the same stuff. It just happens to be an audio file instead of a blog post or text. So it's one of those, you see it and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, of course, an RSS 
platform would handle podcasts. Like, yeah, that totally makes sense. So that is Airshow, and I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I could see if it got a couple more features that I, I tend to like out of my current player. I don't think I would have an issue switching over to this. Um, I can I can use it on the web. I can use it on my devices. It's really all I need. So there you go. Airshow from Feedbin. Now, do we have anything else to cover or... I don't know. I think, we, I think that's it. I think you've got plenty to edit, probably. I think so. Yeah. I think we've got enough. That's that's enough time for me, probably. I, half of that I didn't even realize was going to be here. So, I mean, that's like a whole thing in itself. I think, um, I don't know if our listeners appreciate this, but we have a list. We follow stuff and then weird things happen and then they end up with a show. Yeah. How to get there? Don't know. But it's there. Enjoy. OnePrimePlus.com. Long game. Fun. <laughs> Can I end with one funny story? Please. <laughs> so the other day, Valerie and I were walking somewhere. I forget where we were going. I think we were going to a bookstore or something. I don't remember exactly, but we were walking down the street uh, side by side, just standard walking down the sidewalk. As couples do. As you do. Yeah. You're walking down the street, you're not single file. That's sort of weird. Like, what is this, 1940? Not really. Um, so yeah, we're walking down the street, just chatting about whatever. And there, uh, there's some people up on on our left side looking at, I don't know what they're doing, shopping, whatever. And the lady turns kind of towards us as we're walking and she says, oh, I love your shirt. And, and Valerie immediately goes like, oh, thanks so much. Or, you know, just cordially, you know, thank you. And we keep walking and I'm like, how do you know she wasn't talking about my shirt? <laughs> And the shirt that I happen to be wearing was the OnePrimePlus.com shirt. <laughs> she she had on a Legend of Zelda t-shirt, which was obviously what the lady was referring to being cool, and probably saw mine right. and thought, that sounds dumb. Why would you even have that on a t-shirt? What is that? Like, what does it even mean? Yeah, exactly. So... And you know, then you'd have to explain like, well, it's tied to a very specific April Fool's episode of the podcast that I make with these two other guys yeah. and the Australian yeah. from the East. Uh, yeah. dot, 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 it dot, seemed yeah. like a fair guess that she was probably talking about the shirt that was actually cool and not my uh, bespoke OnePrimePlus.com shirt. <laughs> well, I walk around here, like I, I go down the road to get coffee with this shirt on it that says Southern Hemisphere and I have it in my mind that people walk past and if they do bother to take notice, they probably think, well, yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you celebrating this? <laughs> Who do you think you are? It's like you might as well just walk around with a shirt that's like, no shit. Don't, 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 don't.